Two Emory & Henry choirs come together for a performance November 6th that will be about journeys, particularly journeys for people of Appalachia. The concert, which begins at 3 p.m., is entitled On My Way, and it features the ENH Concert Choir and the ENH Chamber Singers. Natalie Schaefer, the visiting assistant professor of choral activities at Emory & Henry College, is the director. Natalie holds Master of Music degrees in Conducting and Musicology from West Virginia University. She has researched and promoted the practice of collaborative social justice through choral music. Her work has often focused on issues related to homelessness and addiction. And I am joined in the studio today by Natalie to talk about the November 6th concert and her background and hopes as a choral director at Emory Henry. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Thanks. Happy to be here. Let me start by asking you about the repertoire for November 6th. Are there some particular musical numbers that you would like to highlight? So I like to work uh, with some unifying factor when I'm creating a concert. And our unifying idea for this concert is... Um, the concept of journeys. Uh, so the pieces themselves are from all periods of music history with the exception of the Middle Ages. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you'll hear, hear everything from the Renaissance to things that were composed in the last two years. And all of them are some different angle of either an emotional or spiritual um, or the, the journeys that we take in relationships with other humans some element of a journey. Have you directed these songs before choirs before? I have used one of these songs before. Mm -hmm. So most of them were brand new to me, things that I've either listened to and never had the chance to program or things that I thought might fit the group well. What do you hope that the audience will take away from this performance? Is there a message that's more important that you hope that is conveyed during this afternoon of music? I think if there is a single piece that they take away and remembering something about, um, the final piece is our, is the title piece, I'll Be On My Way. And I think for this area, I'm an Appalachian myself, and it's an Appalachian composer, Sean Kirchner. Um, and it's that really lovely thing that I think we do well in this area of celebrating reality and also optimism and hope. So it's a text about when I'm gone, don't cry for me because I'll be on my way. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a, just some really beautiful optimism in that. Um, and if, if a single piece doesn't stick out to them, really the concept of how we're all trudging through different things. Some of them, you know, maybe glorious moments like mm -hmm. um, what we're going to hear in My Spirit Sang All Day or might be a really sad moment. I have some members that have lost family members already this year. So things like London Derriere might be what, what they're relating the most to. But mm -hmm. I think that common element of humans experiencing, moving through things, um, and supporting each other as we do that is kind of the theme. I'm interested in the fact that you said it's sort of relevant to this area. You're from this area. Uh, is it then something that we should be listening to and absorbing with a sense of optimism more than maybe a sense of regret? Yeah, I think so. That um, the like steadfastness and the belief of religion and love and relationships that has carried Appalachian people through difficult times, whether that was back when railroads and coal mining towns ruled, or if, you know, today the opioid mm -hmm. epidemic that's in our region, whatever it is that is the difficult parts. 
um, Appalachian gospel music, I think, does a really lovely job mm-hmm. of focusing on the positive, not in a way that negates the negative. It accepts it, acknowledges it, and then tries to do something transformative with it. And I think Sean Kirchner's piece really does that beautifully. We see it with a tempo change. It starts slow and very reflective and then moves into this joyous celebration of what will be next. And you have the Emory and Henry Concert Choir joining with the Emory and Henry Chamber Singers yes. to perform this concert. Do they sing together or are they singing in separate entities? Good question. Or? They're singing, they both have their own pieces. Uh-huh. Um, they also, there is a treble voice feature from the Chamber Singers and a bass voice feature from the Chamber Singers group. And then the final piece, I wanted to do something that brought us all together. So that's why they're all coming together to do the Lutkin Benediction, which mm-hmm. is our, mm-hmm. you know, favorite uh, to invite the alumni up and uh-huh. sing. And then closing with I'll Be On My Way. All together, united front, as we start our first journey together with me directing them and, you know, our first concert this year. So we're on our way. Explain <laughs> the difference between a group of chamber singers and a concert choir. It may seem obvious, but I am assuming that some of our listeners don't necessarily understand the difference between those two singing groups. Sure. So a concert choir here at Emory is, in most places, if they title it that, is open to anyone that wants to sing. So you can be a student that is studying biology, and maybe the only thing that you're doing that's music is coming to choir rehearsal and singing with us, and that's totally fine. It's a non-auditioned group. You can just come let me know you want to sing, and you're in. (laughs) Um, Chamber singers... The rep that they sing is a little more difficult. Um, They also have a longer rehearsal, and that group is auditioned. Mm -hmm. So that's really geared more towards our music majors, our music education majors. But we do have people in that group that are not music majors, that have a strong choral singing background or, um, you know, have sight singing tools from high school or middle school, and they're doing really well. Now, how does the repertoire play to the strengths of our singers? Do you feel like they, what you're presenting in this program is something that they are going to relate to both musically and perhaps emotionally? That is the goal when I program. I like to try to, I know every conductor has their own approach, I like to try to pick a couple pieces that are challenging, whether that challenge is musically challenging or emotionally challenging. Um, And then I like to pick a couple things that are just fun because we sing because we love it. (laughs) So you got to have some fun. And we do have some of those pieces as well. And then some things that are kind of in the middle. Is it uh, did I pick it because it's teaching a certain element? Possibly. Um, But I think the students are relating to everything so far, either in an emotional way or they're identifying concepts they're studying in their other music classes or things that are familiar from past choral experiences. Um, And that's why I also go for such a breadth of Mm -hmm. history represented because some students are gonna love that classical and Baroque stuff. Some are gonna really like Eric Whitaker and more modern things. So I got, you know, you gotta Mm -hmm. cover all your bases. And I also have students that don't read music at all and students that are fifth year music ed seniors, Mm -hmm. like super seniors Mm -hmm. doing the master's program. So. You know, how do you plan for that and keep people excited in rehearsal and not bored, but also not make people feel like, I'll never get this, it's too hard. Emory & Henry has a long tradition of choral music, as you know, and you're coming into this program for the first time this Mm -hmm. year. What would you say are the strengths of our choral music program and these students? What do they have in terms of their abilities that audiences should be looking forward to enjoying? I could tell... um, from the alumni who reached out almost immediately that choir here has been an important part of the history of Emory and Henry. 
important part of the music program, but just an important part of the student experience. So I'm excited because that's not what you walk into everywhere, you know. Um, So I could tell it was well cared for and a well loved program. And I did a little research on the history of who's been here before me. And then the students that I have right now, they're really passionate. They'll do any weird warm up I ask them to try. (laughs) They will try any rehearsal technique. Um, You know, they'll give up their Sunday afternoon to do a choir retreat and spend time with each other. And I just think they're so ready Mm -hmm. to really do something. And after COVID, especially most vocal groups are really ready to get re-energized, get out there, sing, have fun, um, but also have some really beautiful moments and work through some of these emotions that have been stored Mm -hmm. as we've been in our individual homes, our individual dorms for so long. So they're ready. (laughs) Natalie Schaefer, I am wanting to go to a break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about you and your goals for the choir, but also the experiences that you've had that you can bring to achieving those goals. We are talking today with Natalie Schaefer. She is the visiting assistant professor of choral activities at Emory Henry College. We have been talking about an upcoming concert, which is November 6th at 3 p.m. It's called On My Way, and it will feature both the Emory Henry concert Choir and the Emmer and Henry Chamber Singers. We will go to a brief break, and I'll remind you, though, that you're listening to WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Take a musical dive into a wide scope of band literature. On November 13th at 3 p.m., the Emory & Henry Music Department will host a band concert filled with performances by the ENH Symphonic Band. The concert will be held in the Kennedy Reedy Theater of the McLaughlin Center for the Arts. Musicians will be directed by Matthew Frederick and Keith Cottrell. For ticket information, call 276-944-6333 or visit www.ehc.edu forward slash MCA forward slash tickets. Celebrate community and joy on November 6, 2022. Join the Emory and Henry Concert Choir and Chamber Singers as they present their fall program, On My Way. The concert features songs across different types of cultures, beliefs, and eras. Students studying a variety of disciplines come together to create an experience of community and joy you won't want to miss. The performance begins at 3 p.m. in the Kennedy Reedy Theater of the McLaughlin Center for the Arts. For ticket information, call 276-944-6333 or visit www.ehc.edu forward slash mca forward slash tickets.
and welcome back to Together to Get There. I am your host, Dirk Moore, and today we are talking with Natalie Schaefer. She is a visiting assistant professor of choral activities at Emory Henry College. She is new this year to the program, and we've been talking about her first concert as an assistant professor, and that is on November 6th at 3 p.m. It's called On My Way. You'll want to make sure that you are uh, planning to go, and if you're interested in tickets, you can get more information about that by going online to www.ehc.mca forward slash tickets. Natalie, we have been talking about that upcoming concert, but I want to shift the focus to talk a little bit more about you. And first of all, what are your goals for this choir in terms of maybe numbers or quality or types of music you want them to be introduced to your student singers? Have you given some thought to that? I have. I'm not a big fan of uh, creating like a five-year plan or anything. I tend to get stressed (laughs) out when it's like that formal. Um, But what I'm hoping to do is get back into a three-year rotation where the choir is doing a regional tour and then a national tour and then an international tour. Um, We're going to hopefully... I'm not going to say hopefully we are. We're going to bring back the choral, the high school festival, where we invite local high schools in to work with the clinician. That clinician also gets to work with our choirs here um, at the college and foster that sense of, like, community choral music making. And numbers-wise, I think I went to undergrad at a similar institution size-wise. I would love to see close to 60 in the Mm -hmm. choir. And I think that's very doable once people see the kind of things we're doing and the kind of the way that the students treat each other in the choir and things like that. um, I think it'll be easy to do that. I was reading with interest in your bio that you have led a music group that was sort of community oriented. Mm -hmm. And I think you were saying just now that you hope to continue something like that in some way here. Is that what you're looking at, perhaps students singing more with community members? Uh, That could be a thing, too. I was thinking more like um, keeping the connection between local middle school and high schools that are creating choral music with the college. Um, And those high school choral festivals are like a middle school Mm -hmm. adventure day, come to campus and eat lunch here and sing, you know. Um, But yeah, I think outside of that, Mm -hmm. there are so many opportunities in the community to make choral music and, um, and do something with it more than just meeting for a rehearsal. So I'd, I have to be here and be in the community a little bit longer to know what the opportunities might be for that. But yes, I'm very sure. interested in creating a group like that. Well, I am very interested in the way you will apply your many different experiences in choral music to your goals here at Emory Henry College. And you have done a lot of work in the area of social justice through choral music. Talk a little bit about how that comes together and what that means for both the the choirs and for the audiences who are experiencing that work? So I think um, most of my work as a researcher has been the idea that collaborative social justice, so when it's not coming from the top down, when everybody's voice on the issue involved is being heard and honored, can happen through music making. And it looks different depending on what the issues are in your community, depending on who's involved. My experience in Morgantown, West Virginia, before I moved here, um, we have a large homeless population there. And we also have a lot of people involved in the recovery community. Um, So we started a choir for anyone 
and that was houseless or either in recovery or out of recovery or whatever the case may be. And um, that grew into a once a week rehearsal that mm-hmm. incorporated like music therapy students from WVU, a local college there, coming in and singing with us sometimes or playing guitar. Um, it would also our members would go to like city council meetings when issues about homelessness when they purchase new benches that were specifically designed so people couldn't lay down on them um, (laughs) were a a talking topic and they went and they sang they shared their experience Um, there's a drop-in center there where we have the rehearsals but they also have art therapy and things like that and like uh, bus vouchers and places for people to charge their phones if they need to or whatever Um, we would invite local businesses downtown in to see that space Uh, city councilmen and things like that and we'd sing and so it was really we were more a rehearsal based group than we were a performance based group because at any given time you know somebody might be withdrawing be really sick be really angry you know so we're not going to travel and perform it's not going to look like that kind of choir Mm -hmm. but it is going to bring community together Mm -hmm. foster relationships it's a means of harm reduction because Mm -hmm. that hour that they're with me probably they're not using unless they're really slick um so and then just showing a more accurate narrative to the community of what houselessness is and what addiction is and do you hope to bring that to these choirs here i i don't know yet like i said i want to see what are the issues here is it are they the same is it rural poverty does it look different Mm -hmm. how can we or i guess me how can i help the community by listening to what they need and then once that's established how can i provide an opportunity for the choirs here or choral students um, to get involved with that too. So it wouldn't surprise me though if you are pursuing some effort in this way through our choirs because it sounds like this is something you're passionate about have even been thinking about in terms of this region and something that would really be in line with the college's mission I would think. Yes and I'm I'm hoping to plan a meeting I haven't done it yet because you know how things are (laughs) (laughs) when the semester takes off Uh um, with John Holloway and some of the awesome folks at the DEI office. Yes John Holloway being the vice president who is over diversity diversity, equity and inclusion at Emory Henry College. Yeah. Well we look forward to your work in that area and I'm sure the students will be excited to be doing that work as well. It sounds like a real opportunity for them to stretch their talents as well as their interests. You talk a little bit about the idea of racial justice, though, in this as well. Is there any kind of component of that that you can see in this community that would be applicable to the work that you're doing? In the community, again, because I'm new and I'm getting settled, I'm looking for Uh, organizations, resources that are talking about concepts that I relate to, anti-racism work or decentering work. Those are pedagogical um, practices that I try to employ in my classes. So if I see like phrases or hear people doing things that sound similar, then I'm making connections with those folks in the community to see, okay, so what exactly is it that you do and how could something, you know, how could we help or how could someone help from the outside that doesn't know anything about you? Um, it's a, I don't like to go into situations thinking that I have the answers. I want to hear what's happening Mm -hmm. and then how we could be of service. And then just one more question on that topic. How do you think it is impactful when you're adding voice through music to these issues? What is your estimation of sort of the the longer impact or even the short-term impact of that kind of involvement and engagement with these issues? So I think choral music offers a lot of different ways 
a lot of different ways justice can show up, right? There's poetic justice, there's restorative justice, there's depending on what you're doing, what your group's into, what your community needs. So I think by modeling the process of that, students get to see, regardless of whether they leave here and continue in music or do something else, they get to see how to become a helpful member of your community in a way that is not silencing the voices of the people that are most affected by the issues. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and to start asking questions and looking at things differently, you know, for the music ed students, I say, you know, how many examples, listening examples, when you play something, do you just go to the standard, you know, white performers that you know their names? How often do you bring up a person of color who's exceptional at what they do? you know, a violin player or a singer, they can show that Bach example. Mm -hmm. And just by having someone that's not what we expect to see performing classical music, you're already shifting, like, the the subtle focus internally of what do we relate to the arts, what do we relate to classical music, that kind of thing. So it's working across the board, (laughs) and (laughs) and it's tricky, and I don't pretend that I can do it 100% correctly all of the time, but it is... Um, an authentic and intentional practice in the way that I teach, in the examples I play, in the pieces we sing, in the people, the clinicians I'll bring in, all of that. Mm -hmm. It's very intentional. Well, we look forward to your continued work in this regard, especially here at Emory Henry College, which I think has a joint heart in this Mm -hmm. area. Let's talk a little bit then about you as a performer. You have performed quite a bit. Talk about your experiences there and what you might bring to the stages here at the McLaughlin Center for the Arts. I've performed a lot. I've conducted a lot. Um, I was lucky to be trained by voice teachers that told me, you know, in this day and age, you can't just sing classical. You need to be able to do lots of things. So I'm trained classically. I can sing opera. I also enjoy musical theater. Um, I write my own stuff and just mess around on the piano. I love rock music. I played drums in a metal band in high school. So I mean, like, I like pretty much Uh everything. And so I have, I'm excited at the opportunity to do some bluegrass based things. There are some amazing musicians in the area. Um, I'm excited to see what the choir is interested in. They didn't really get a lot of input in this first uh, Uh concert. I kind of had to Uh pick things, but um, I'm excited to be of service. However, um, Dr. Jessica Spafford is our voice instructor, and she has a local opera company Mm -hmm. she's formed. I may be involved with them. Um, I'm going home over the holidays to sing um, Handel's Messiah with a group that I helped found there that's all uh, music educators, conductors, singers, kind of professional Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, group called Maestro Vocale Trouble. Yeah, so I just, I'm all over the place, and I played drums, like I said, for a long time. We used to teach stomp to, like, high school students in West Virginia, too, so that was Well, if you had to plan a concert now for yourself, a Mm -hmm. performance, what do you think you would do? If I had to plan a concert now, I think I would do some, I'm really into some healing groups right now, Rising Appalachia, who will be at the Bijou next week, this week, and I'm going to see them, mm-hmm. um, NACO and Medicine for the People. The uh, the vibe behind them is they use different instruments. Some are world instruments, some are guitars mm-hmm. and keyboards and what you expect. Um, harmonies that are influenced through blue gla- bluegrass or through Indian rogs or all kinds of world music influences and I think I would like to program something like that bring in instrumentalists that could play all of these different things 
um, introduce the campus to some musical elements and instruments perhaps they haven't heard. And also it's like good energy, good flow, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Like a message of going forth, being part of everything around you and taking care of one another. I have been talking today with visiting assistant professor of choral activities, Natalie Schaefer. We've been talking about an upcoming concert, the Fall Choir Concert, November 6th at 3 p.m., which includes the Emory & Henry Concert Choir and the Emory & Henry Chamber Singers. This is Natalie's directorial debut at Emory & Henry College, and we are looking very much forward to seeing what you bring to the stage. And I thank you very much for being here talking with me today, Natalie. Yeah, thanks for having me. You have been listening to Together to Get to the show dedicated to economic and community development in Southwest Virginia. I am your host, Dirk Moore, and you have been listening to WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you for listening.